Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to That Gabby Roslin Podcast, part of the ACAST Creator Network. On this week's episode, I talk to so many people. In fact, it's just one, but she has so many voices up her sleeves and in her voice box. Jess Robinson. So she does impressions. She sings like every superstar you've ever heard. And she is genuinely a truly lovely, lovely person. Don't forget, you can keep up to date by following and subscribing, please, to the podcast, where a new episode is released every Monday. Leave us a rating on the Apple Podcast app. And whilst you're there, why not leave us a review? We love to hear your thoughts. Now, on with the show. While I was waiting for you, Jess, I started, I turned into uh, the musical theatre little girl that I wanted to be and started singing, (laughs) the sun will come out tomorrow. (laughs) Were you the same as a little girl? Yes, I think I was. I think I, yeah, actually, my mum and dad had to sit through endless performances of me and an embarrassed friend on the fireplace which I made into my stage you know the little hearth in front of the fire and they had to sit through so many shows your embarrassed friend well I would always you know make a friend come with you know whoever was playing had to also be part of the performance but they didn't it didn't come so naturally to them um so they, you know, they were sort of embarrassedly sort of joining in with my huge, stupid performances that my mum and dad and sometimes their mum and dad would have to sit through. And we quickly learnt that there should never be an interval or the audience might not come back. Oh, you do. You learn that. It's a good thing to learn at a very young age. <laughs> it really is. So did you start doing the voices when you were on the fireplace then doing your own no. stage? No. Do you know what? I didn't. I started, I only started doing the voices when I was in secondary school, I think. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Hold on. I I had my. You own... mean you're starting with a lie? I I I lied the whole. Jess Robinson's I... a liar. It what? was a lie. Do you know when I? Okay, wait. We've got we've got so much to get through. Go go but... go. Tell me. All right. So first of all, I used to do pretendy radio stations. I pretended I was a DJ from as as young as I can remember. And okay, I'm taking to... you back in time. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Yeah. So okay, show me. Um. Oh, so it'd be. 
Hi, this is Jess on Jessie FM, and next up we have Boyzone. And then I'd press play and record, <laughs> and then press play and record on the other thing, and you know, and play a bit of Boyzone on my stupid tape cassette or something. It was pathetic. It was very sad. No, it wasn't. So it was cute. Well, there was that, and then there was also me dancing around before I knew that I couldn't do ballet very well, uh, with my parents having to watch. And then there was me singing and realising that I was quite good at that. But it wasn't till secondary school that I started imitating teachers and my mum and um, Kate Bush randomly, even though she was sort of before my time, I just knew that she was really special and I thought she was incredible. But I never meant to be an impressionist. I thought that I was going to be in musical theatre. I thought I was going to be Christine in Phantom of the Opera and I thought I was going to be Cosette in Les Miserables. Well, you can still do that. Well, maybe. But I'm just another dark-haired actress who can sing if I put myself up against, you know, the sort of people that do that. Yeah, but, but then but was... you can't be like that because if you were like that, then a lot of dark-haired actresses wouldn't give it a go. So you didn't have that You're fire right. in your belly to do that then, really? Well, I sort of did. What I really had the fire in my belly to do was not go back to my day job which was in a stock room in a huge shop on Oxford Street, hanging and tagging is what which I was shop? doing. And it was Morgan. Do you remember Morgan? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. I do. I thought that working in a shop that sold those sort of glamorous clothes would be a really glamorous thing to do. It wasn't, Gabby. Really, not at all. Didn't you not enjoy at it all. at all? No, I think I enjoyed imitating some of the other, some of my colleagues for my mum's enjoyment about, you know, oh God, not another day of hanging and tagging, innit? Yeah, and they must have been delighted that you were doing that. They must have felt so complimented. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I was stupid enough to do it in front of them. (laughs) So then this this, um, show came up, Little Voice, and I lied to the director, I was already working at this little theatre in Hereford, I think I was about 19, and I lied to the director and said, I'm absolutely brilliant in, at impressions, can I, can I please audition? And she said, yes, oh yeah, absolutely. So you know, you know Little Voice, don't I you? I do, the... and I love it, I absolutely yeah. love it. It's an incredible oh. piece. Yeah, me too. So we, we should say for people who are listening, who haven't seen it, yeah, uh, it's it's an it really is. It's 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 heartbreaking. It's about a, a painfully shy girl who listens to her dad's old records. Her dad's dead, and she lives with her mum, who's a sort of an alcoholic party woman who doesn't really care for her. And um, she listens to her dad's old records of Judy Garland doing Somewhere Over the Rainbow and Shirley Bassey doing Goldfinger and uh, Marilyn Monroe and Billie Holiday and all of those uh, sort of old school divas with those beautiful distinctive voices. And she listens to them so much that she can imitate them with amazing accuracy and I think it's her way of feeling closer to her daddy. But other than that, she doesn't really speak. But um, yeah, so I lied, said I could do impressions. I'd never done anything like that before, apart from maybe a bit of Kate Bush, um, just to to amuse myself. And um, I had the audition. 
uh, come up about a week later and I had a week to learn how to do all of those voices and I did and I got the job and that started my whole career as an impressionist a big fat lie Gabby see that's wonderful but also there's (laughs) no I do think it's wonderful because you had an inner belief in yourself so how many actors say I can ride a horse and they can't how many actors say oh yes I'm a deep sea diver and then go and do the course. So yeah. it's not a lie, it's an exaggeration. Very big one. <laughs> no, but you I, did, no, you I did know. it. You could do yeah. it. I think I know my limits. Like, I don't think I could ever pass myself off as a ballerina, but I do think I could probably fly a helicopter. Oh, as yourself or as Shirley Bassey? <laughs> up, up and away! I don't know. <laughs> I think Cheryl, I think Dame Cheryl would be very good at helicopter. I think so. Yeah, I can see her now. But, you, but the the thing. So were you a very were you that very shy child? Because no. I mean, I, I I wanted to be on Blue Peter, and and it's a boring story. But I, I and I pretended I was, but I was deeply shy. So I put I was a presenter. I don't know how the two correlated, but they did. Um, were you the little voice shy girl, or you weren't? No, I don't know. I wasn't really a shy girl. I don't think I was precocious. I think I was a bit of a misfit, actually. Um, I don't think people really got me until I left school. I was never very popular. I, I didn't. I wasn't very one of the cool girls that you know in the sixth yeah, form yeah, got invited on group too. holidays yeah. or anything like that. I just think I was a bit of a misfit. Yeah, I had to work. I remember in in my youth I had to work very very hard to get recognized and get cast in parts at school and yeah it wasn't oh that's my calculator going off sorry um your calculator yeah, I, not my calculator my calendar I'm only halfway through my first cup of coffee sorry calculator <laughs> I love that she's gone back <laughs> to school we're talking about school it, isn't it <laughs> did you ever do that thing where you wrote hello because it but it was Zero seven seven three four or something, and you turned the the calculator upside down. It said hello. No, the one that I wrote was five eight zero zero five uh, eight boobs. Oh, there we go. Same thing. <laughs> Same thing. That's your calculator. <laughs> Did you pick your calculator up then? Have you turned it off? You I've turned it off. Okay. <laughs> so weird of me. I'm so weird. Not at all. Because I've been talking about cassette tapes and things. Not at all. That's very interesting, <laughs> the thing about feeling you weren't in the cool gang, because a lot of performers, however, what you know, I think performer is the, the, the sort of overarching thing, entertainer, whatever yeah. all of us lot are, we all do different things in the same yeah. sort of world, that... A lot of people say they weren't the cool kids. They were shy. Really? Or, yes, yes. Oh, my God. I, I would just, I, I had a couple of friends and that was it. And I was buck teeth yeah. and shy and not cool. And no, I wasn't invited to all those parties. But, but there was something in you that you knew that you could do these things. Like you had a yeah, self-belief. Right. I knew that I was more interesting than, than all of them. I knew I was. I couldn't understand why I didn't, but but boys weren't interested in me and girls just, yeah, I just wasn't cool, even though I thought, I've got so much more personality than you. I think I thought that, or maybe that's the old me looking back. Yeah, no, it's very, it's quite easy to to look 
back and think those things, if you see what I mean. But, yeah. But at the time, it's, it's I think awkward. I was just really disappointed. Yeah. Do you, But now, have you ever bumped into any of those girls or seen them or have anything to do? <laughs> do they ever come up and say, oh, hi, I was your best friend at school? Yeah, yeah. They do. Uh, maybe a couple, maybe <gasps> wow. a couple. Yeah. I'm not in touch with most of them, I I probably would say. And there have been sort of school reunions, which I haven't really been fussed to go to. Because That's interesting. It, uh, well, because, you know, they weren't really very nice friends back then. So, yeah, good for you. Good well, for you. I don't feel bitter about it. I think I just feel really indifferent, which is nice, isn't it? It's sort of empowering. So when do you think that those people who that you're indifferent about... But when mm. do you think that they, what was the point that they then said to friends, oh, Jess Robinson, I was at school with her. She was a really good friend of mine. What was it that <laughs> you did that made them say that? I don't know that? if any of them have said that. But I do think, um, I do remember when I had my first um, uh, appearance on Dead Ringers on the TV. That was one of my, my basically my first TV job. And I remember some of the more popular girls getting in touch with one of my friends saying, oh my gosh, I saw Jess on TV. I can't believe it. Isn't her hair long? Doesn't she look beautiful? And I, <laughs> I just remember thinking, oh, now, now you're being nice or now That's you've so noticed funny. me. or I don't know, very strange. Famous yeah. is, a, is a thing that a lot of people want to have, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Did you want to be famous? I think when I was, so my, my sister and her then husband were both actors and they were working very hard, writing to lots of theatres, trying to get their big breaks and spent a lot of time working uh, as um, waiters and waitresses and, um, and in call centres and things like that. And also my, on my mum's side, uh, my grandfather and my other sister were jazz musicians yeah. and also trying to make it. I mean, Grandpa kept going till he was about 94. Amazing. Um, and I was very, had my feet on the ground back then and I thought I just want to make a living from doing what I love. I don't care if I'm famous. I want to be able to pay my bills and have a nice life from doing you know, the things that I love. Back then, I didn't know that it would be impressions and voiceovers and things like that. I thought it would be being in a West End show or something. But since I've got more ambitious, I have to be honest and say, I think I do want the, I want more, more and more now, which more is slightly what? dangerous. I don't know, more opportunities, more recognition, all as a means to an end, I guess, for being allowed to do my own show on TV or being allowed to, I say allowed, being able to tour a huge show with a big band or, you know, being being well known enough to be able to do those huge, huge gigs. Did But did BGT do that for you? Did that change you at all, BGT? Um, it changed things in two main ways. Um, I would say one, it, it did allow me to do my first tour, um, uh, which was pretty, you know, small scale. And 
some of the seats were very empty. <laughs> but Not a little empty, just very empty. I like Just very well. empty. Very empty. There were rows of empty seats, but I wouldn't have been able to do that at all if I hadn't done BGT, I don't think. So that was a good thing. And the other thing was any gig that I've done since then, however sort of stressful it seemed nothing has been as worrying or stressful as doing Britain's Got Talent really I would say yeah yeah so it's given me a really that's a really good sort of leveler <laughs> why why was it so I mean I I interviewed you during it and and yeah. the whole thing but and we've known each other a long time now but yeah but why was it so stressful I think because so I I they had asked me um, for many years to go and do it the producers and I'd always said no thank you and I'll I'll try and you know get my profile up the sort of old-fashioned way and do Edinburgh Festival and you know do all of those sort of things and then I just thought actually after them I think it was year six of them asking I thought well do you know what let's let's give it a go I'd seen other sort of professional people do it and so I did it and they said that, you know, we can be really collaborative. You don't have to do anything you don't want. And I guess I felt manipulated, let's say. And I did end up doing things that I didn't really believe in or feel comfortable with. And certainly that live show, we'd been going back and forwards with the producers to every last tiny little detail of the act, having you know, an opinion of an, on the notes, the lines, the everything. And then and the night before I was supposed to go on, they said, actually, we don't like it. Can you do something what? else? And that was, yeah, yeah. And that was the, and I'd heard people say that before and I'd spoken to other people that had been on it. And yeah, it just didn't, it just wasn't working for one reason or another. I think it was because they had so much input that it just became less and less me. So then on the live show, I ended up doing something very bland, I think, and, and not, not at all what I wanted to do in, in some sandals that were really uncomfortable that I would have never have chosen to wear. Just everything really was just not quite me or authentic. And I guess that was just really, it just felt like a very, very uncomfortable thing. And even before, 30 seconds before I was about to go on for the live show, they were, they hadn't put a mic on me and they were trying to sew a mic into my dress and a runner was saying to me you've got to really go for this and it was just very stressful and and worrying and sort of tense and fraught and I just wanted to be quiet and get my head in the game and oh it was just it was really the only word I can use is stressful slightly traumatic actually but I did it and nothing really went terribly wrong and yeah but every gig now after that nothing I feel like nothing can phase me I think it's made me much much stronger and much more bulletproof so uh, I, I'm not going to ask about it's like therapy gabs no but I, I'm not going to ask about regrets because I, I really hope you don't have regrets I hope most people don't because I think having a regret means that it, that's such a negative way of looking at something because mm. of course you get something out of it but is there a part of you that thinks Mm, possibly I shouldn't have done it then. Yes, there's a part of me that does. There's a part of me, I mean, there's a big There's a big thing there where I have to sort of fight against 
the BGT uh, label in order to be taken seriously by other oh, comedians and other producers as well. So it's a really is a double-edged sword, but I can't have regrets. I can't, I mustn't, and I can't, and I won't have regrets. Good. Um, Good. I will only take the positives from it. And it's made things easier and harder. And that's life, isn't it? Yeah. And if I hadn't, I would wonder what if, what if, you know. I was good, just about to say that. I think if you hadn't done it, you would be still saying now, we'd be talking to you and you'd be saying, maybe I should do this. You, yeah. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, I, you know, I, we can be completely honest here. I knew you were doing it before it was announced you were doing it because you told me yeah. you were doing it. Yeah. And I still think you doing it was no bad thing because yeah. suddenly it brought you to a completely new audience. And yeah. also, you know, the first time you came out, you blew everybody's socks off. Yeah. And that's what you wanted to do. So remember Absolutely. that moment. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, right. Definitely. And But that then, of course, then, you know, the, all the other stuff that goes around it, you know, um, bringing spitting image back and... Yeah. Um, as you said, dead ringers and all the different stuff that you've done since and before. You know, you are now in the industry. Everybody knows you. So and everybody you're the go to. I'm delighted to say you're now you and I are going to be working together on talking pictures, wait, which is so exciting. And uh, this is how people find out. They'll listen yes. to the podcast and go, oh, she's the new voice on talking pictures, which is great. But all of that probably possibly might not have happened if it wasn't for BGT. Yes, you definitely would be working on talking pictures because we knew each other. But a lot of the spitting image, I wonder if that then came about because of BGT. You know, each thing each thing is a stepping stone to, to the next thing yes. that you do. I think I had to do something to put myself on a higher level, on a higher you know, rung yeah. of the ladder. I had to do something. Otherwise, I think I would still be playing the bit parts and to actually be sort of the main female impressionist on Spitting Image. Every, yeah, I guess every everything you do sort of dictates the path, doesn't it? Yeah. Or, or, uh, and that's an incredible thing. That's a really incredible thing. And I think something that I've come to realize even just this year I think is that even though I never meant to be an impressionist and I've not always had that sort of love of doing voices like sometimes sitting down to do a voice you know learn a new voice feels like a chore and I don't particularly enjoy it I'd much rather be singing um but that is the thing that I seem to be most successful at. And I think I need to start steering into that a bit more rather than trying to do other things. I think I, I think I need to go where I'm, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I think you carry on doing all of it. I don't think you okay. should close. You know, obviously we're going to talk about that you're a gold winning um, podcast as well in a moment. But <laughs> So you, you've got to do it all. But yeah. but the voices, it's very interesting. So uh, you and I have a mutual friend, lovely Alistair McGowan. Yeah. And, um, and Alistair said, what you do so brilliantly is, you know, he's a big fan of yours. What he says that you do so brilliantly is that you are always looking for that new voice. And in, in 20 years ago, maybe even 10 years ago, there, there were, people would sit down and they'd watch net, 
they'd watch network television. So they would yeah. watch ITV. So everybody would know the voice of somebody on Coronation Street. They'd watch, oh, you know, a, a show, even BGT. And everybody yeah. would know the voice of the judges. Now yeah. people watch so many different things yeah. that there are so many voices that aren't as well known that it's tricky. Yes. It's a much trickier landscape for you guys. It is. It's hard to know which ones to pick as well. Um, and there are some voices that you want to invest a lot of time in and make really accurate, even though you know that in a year's time, for example, a Love Island uh, contestant, no one will particularly remember them or know who they are, but it's so important to get them at that moment. Um it's very it's a very interesting thing isn't it it's an ever changing landscape because some of your you know your your or Cheryl Cole is fantastic oh, yeah. and your Natalie her. Cassidy and oh, Natalie is oh but she's a delight isn't she a delightful girl <laughs> I as well I think that she is so lovely and I don't know if she's heard my impression but I think she, she has like has she I'm sure she has in oh, fact um, didn't we also didn't we get we got Stacey Solomons for oh, yeah. you to speak to Stacey Solomons. Yeah, she Stacey did. Went, Solomon. Oh, my God. You sound like my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> she was lovely. So on all of these people take it as a huge compliment because you're not taking the piss. You don't take the piss. You're not horrible. You're not cruel. You're doing their voices. And actually, yes. it's a compliment. And years ago, that's how people saw it. You know, when Alistair had his show on television, the Alistair McGowan Big Impression, People would be want to be that. And the same way that Anton Deck now on Saturday Night Takeaway, when they they get somebody, they get a celebrity, the celebrities oh. want to be the one that's got. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? So, so doing an impression of somebody, you don't do it in a nasty way. You're not cruel. No, I don't think so. I think, I mean, I have pushed the Natalie Cassidy voice into absolute caricature and she doesn't really sound like that, but I think I get the essence of the fun of her personality and the silliness. But, um, yeah, I would be mortified if someone was really hurt. Do you know what I mean? I, I would never want to upset anybody. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
where do you start with doing a voice? Where do I start? Yeah, no, and I mean, I don't just mean, oh, you put it at the... I, I loved it. I watched a video of you and your late daddy and your mum all doing Liza Minnelli on YouTube. <laughs> Honestly, it made me laugh so much. But, but uh, and I don't mean, so do you start with the back of the throat? I mean, where do you start with, okay, so there's all these people, like you were just saying about Love Island, so all these people are watching it, so I've got to get them down. Or do you think... I think they're going to be big, so I'm going to do that. Or I like that person, so I'm going to do it. Or I don't like that person. You know, so the the step before the getting where it is in your mouth, as it were. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a bit of all of that. I, uh, the thing that will really sort of pique my interest is if they've got a distinctive voice if they if they've got a funny sounding or or distinctive voice that's always great um maybe I'll go for someone that lots of people are talking about so I'll have a look at them Kim Kardashian you know I got into doing her because all of my friends were watching the Kardashians and I hadn't really heard of it um so I thought okay Good well girl. I'll, I've I'll never go watched and have it. a look and yeah, <laughs> there are so many things I don't watch. So yeah, and and actually, I I must do a. I don't do her yet, but Shirley Ballas. Oh, do she'd I mean be Shirley an Ball? easy one. She'd be a great one to do. Yeah, easy. Um, Listen to me. Yeah, she's easy. Oh, yeah. oh, she'll be fine. But yeah, I I need to um, look at. I I like to look at what's popular what everybody's talking about. If there was anyone in Squid Game that I could do, I would be doing it. Um, but yeah, I, I, you look at what everybody's talking about and, um, and, and get in on the action, I guess. Oh, right. Okay. And then you close in on how to develop the voice. Then you watch gazillions of uh, videos on YouTube or, or other platforms of them. You um, try and... What I then do is I will get a little clip of them speaking, then record myself sort of imitating them and then compare the two. And um, the last step is trying it out on my mum. <laughs> Even though she doesn't know who half of the people are, if she hears the clip and then I do it, she'll go, no, Jessie, it got to be more nasal or no, Jessie, I think she's a bit lower than that. And have you noticed she's very breathy or whatever? If it can then get past mum, who's the most critical person I've ever met, then then we're on to a winner, I reckon. But she loves what you do. She's oh, not yeah. critical of you. She's very, very proud. And she, I think she lives vicariously uh, I think she should have been a performer. I really do. She should have been an actress or a performer or something because she's so animated and entertaining and she'll tell a story about, you know, the keep fit group in the village and she'll do all of the characters and all of the voices and mm -hmm. she's so funny and entertaining. She's lovely, your mum. I've met, I'm very lucky to have met her. She's a very sweet woman. <laughs> We're not going to linger on, on the tough time that you had um, uh, only recently when you lost your dad and somehow you 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 carried on a lot of people with COVID going on and losing your dad and not being able you you know having to mourn your father and also then be uh, caught with um, COVID and you couldn't go out and do all the shows that you want to do so your head was filling up with all sorts of stuff you decided then I know 
I'll make a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was about three weeks after he died. And I just, I just wanted to do something. I didn't want to sit in bed anymore feeling sad. And I think he would have wanted me to keep going and be creative and do something fun and joyful. And um, in between all of the sad bits, I managed to cajole my wonderful band, who are called Jessington World of Adventures, into doing the podcast that I have always wanted to make. And it's a bit like sort of, I guess it's the TV show I've always wanted to have in audio form. And Stars in Your Ears came about, which is, I know you've been on it and you were the most wonderful guest. I can't wait for you to hear it. But yeah, it's a musical comedy podcast with loads of impressions and I get different real life celebrity guests on and teach them how to do an impression and we have a sing song at the end and we talk about what makes their voice distinctive and what makes them sound the way they do and it's um fun joyful it's total escapism which I think came out of me wanting to escape from anything sad that was going on at the time and just a bit of a ray of sunshine, I hope. Oh, it is. It's a joy. It's really joyful. But then you won the gold award at the podcast awards. Your I can face believe it. was a picture. <laughs> I felt really emotional. I just, I felt like all of the, first of all, I thought, wow, well, then lockdown wasn't a total wipe out. It wasn't a total waste, all of that. And I also thought, well, that would that is just wonderful and almost like not a tribute to dad, but he would have been so proud that I turned something horrible into something brilliant. I just felt really proud and I couldn't believe it because we didn't know what we were doing to begin with, with making the podcast. We just did it all by ourselves and, and we still are. And it was... Um, Yeah, a huge surprise and just the bestest, best thing ever. I loved it. That's so lovely. And what did, so when you told your mum afterwards, what did she say? Oh, that's nice, darling. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, like, I think I'm still trying really, even though she listens to it, I'm still trying really to explain to her what a podcast is. Oh, yes. Yes. Welcome to my world with my dad. (laughs) So he listened to the Dame Judy one and that was, that's very lovely. And then he listened to Michael Palin. That's very lovely. And then I say, I've got so-and-so. Well, how do I listen to it? Would you just press play? It's the next one along. Uh, Yeah. But it doesn't stop. Well, you have to, you just press the the stop. You press the pause or you press stop. Well, it doesn't (laughs) stop. It just keeps going. And I keep hearing you with lots of people. Just press. Anyway. Do you know what, though? Very interestingly for this, I get a lot of messages from very, very young people, but also much uh, more mature people who say that they've never listened to podcasts and actually what a ride podcasts are. And, you know, getting into the world of podcasts. And it's very intimate. Podcasts are very intimate, aren't they? Yeah, I think um, it's a really special thing to be able to do. I think it is, yeah, a slice of somebody's life, isn't it? Um, 
I have to send my mum a link to every show. I yes. can't get it in my phone, Jessie. That's the other thing, in my phone. She doesn't say on. I can't find your email. Is it in my computer? In. <laughs> yes, yes. So Do you know what? We've got to make sure that we try and keep up with all of this because I was thinking, you know, when you hear about all the new things that are happening, God knows, in oh, 30 years. I, already. Oh, Oh please. oh, please. I already can't do TikTok. <laughs> no, you know, you can. yes, you can. Oh, you you so can. Uh, what does John T., your lovely husband, make of all of this? Because he's also, he's in a band. Yes. Um, and uh, so what does he make of all the stuff that you do? He is just so supportive and so kind. And he's got, he's, so he's super, super busy um with with his band who are the the London Essentials and they go all over the world and but whenever he can he will come to my gig and just just to go and get coffee for me and the band and just to, oh. he's so kind he's so supportive sure and loving I'm sure very... it's not hmm, I think he might be doing that because he doesn't actually want to sit out front maybe <laughs> that's what it is that's it. Oh, God, I can't sit through another Janet Street portrait. Not another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's so. But do you ever do. So I have this picture of you two at home, him at, you know, any musical instrument that he can grab, and you, and that uh, supper when you're making your meal, the two of you, that you just sing and sing and play music all the time. Please tell me it's like that. It is like what definitely when we're having dinner and when we're making dinner, we'll both be in the kitchen singing along to something. There's a lot yes! of music in the house. Yeah, absolutely. And we've even uh, not very often, but we even filmed ourselves doing a duet together as well. Um, <gasps> we did what a duet. It was do you know Age by uh, Leanne Le Havas? So John T John T's. 13 years older than me and the chorus of this song which I thought would be funny to make him play as I sang was so does it really matter if he's old so long as he does whatever he is told it's a really cute song so I, yeah. is, where can we see this is it on YouTube no do you know what it's not we'll have to release it we'll stick it up somewhere but yeah, oh, Leanne Le Havas is a beautiful singer, and um, I think you'd really like her. I'm going to send you the I'm going to send you the uh, track after this. Oh, thank you very much. Mm. Okay, thank you. you so, like where her. do you begin? Right. So, you said about where you begin with with working out who you're going to do, yeah. but then and you listen to it, and then you record your voice, and you listen to you compare. But is there an actual place in your body? And that's not such a weird thing. I know people who don't do voice and singing, and we're very lucky that 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 we do, and you mm. far better than I do. But but you, there are places that you place your voice. Do you think of that when you're doing somebody? So do do you think? Oh yes, that's in the throat, that's in the chest, or oh, she speaks from the stomach, or or he, because you do men as well. You know, do you, only, only is that how you do it? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, if it's a new one, I do consciously try and remember the right feeling of it it being high and nasal or I don't know whatever but um if I'm doing someone that I've done for a while like if I was going to do Paloma Faith it just comes and because so it remembers incredible. it remembers where it will come from so your body just it, it's a I guess it's like doing a dance or dance steps isn't it it's muscle memory after a while when you've been wow. doing something 
for a while. Whereas other people, if I'm doing someone really new on Spitting Image, uh, I've really got to listen to them literally just before I do the lines and and remind myself and remember because it doesn't come so automatically. For sure. So, okay, do you do the thing that also, because my youngest um, uh, does impressions of people she sees on the telly. So there's a character in Ghost, the BBC comedy Ghost, which I love. It's the horrible histories people, of course, you've worked with them. Yeah. Um, and, and she does that, but she gets a phrase and then she learns the phrase and then from the phrase she does the rest of the the speaking is that how you do it as well yeah. you get a certain word or something yeah 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 um f- yes there's always some sort of a little hook so for olivia coleman it's a uh, oh gosh oh, wow <laughs> then i can do her <laughs> then i can do lovely live uh gosh she's so lovely isn't she um yeah um or if i'm doing cheryl then i'll go You'll read, and then I can do her. Do you know? Yes, right. Um, so you'll have something that sparks it off. Just in your... something little to that. Just yes, exactly. It's just does the. It's just like the little key that unlocks the voice, the voice cabinet. <laughs> Let's end with because um, we ask everybody on this podcast. Yeah. What makes them belly laugh? Now I have seen you. Pee your pants laughing, so I know you're a giggler. So, but what what's the thing that always triggers it with you? What makes you completely lose it? Probably, actually, my friend Luke. I find him so funny. I think when he's being, I think it's stuff that's really observational. If it's something that someone's taking the mickey or out of about me and I catch myself and it's a bit of truth where I've inadvertently been an absolute plonker and haven't noticed and then someone sort of pulls me up on it, that always makes me kill myself laughing because it's like a suddenly someone's shown you the wizard behind the curtain type thing. It's. I think it's an ob- observational stuff that comes from being sort of slightly shocked and surprised. Uh, my friend Luke is really good at picking me up on on things. And do you also, mean is this Luke Kempner you're talking about? No, uh, his name's oh. Luke Roberts, and he was in the UK version of High Five. Do you remember them? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that, and I really love pranks and things going wrong. I I love seeing things going wrong. Um, that always makes me kill myself laughing. So if I'm in a show and a bit of set falls down or Perfect. I play a trick Perfect. on someone or I've only got to think about playing a trick on someone and I can't say my lines, I can't speak. <laughs> and no one knows <laughs> why I'm laughing or what's going on. I've just had a thought it. in my head and I've gone. <laughs> I love it. Now, before before we go, please, can you sing many voices for me? Because you know I love it, so just do a little bit of a little bit of just doing some people, especially Billy. Okay, but so, just a little bit of something. Okay, what should we sing? Not we, you. Okay, what, I'm not well, me and in. all the people. Oh yes, <laughs> in, good. in my head, you. Right, okay, <laughs> lining up in my gullet. Um, <laughs> Ew. Let's do. I oh, know, gross. Uh, okay, Billy. I see your true colors shining through. Shakira. I see your true colors and that's why I love you. Uh, 
let's do um, Shirley Bassey. So don't be afraid to let them show. Uh, let's have a bit of. Oh, who am I doing? I Barbara. Barbara. Oh, your true colours, true colours. Uh, Judy. I'm beautiful like a rainbow. Liza, Liza, Liza. I see your true colours and that's why I love you, Gabby. <laughs> you are the best. Oh, my word. I cannot wait to be doing this stage show with you. Oh, oh great my fun. word. Jess, you know what? You are a delight. And all of those um, kids at school who didn't want you to join their gang. Well, look what they've missed out on. <laughs> a really because... attention-seeking woman. <laughs> no, no. Because also what you want to do is um, you just, you do want people just to enjoy it. You don't, you don't, there's no sort of hidden thing with you. No, I can't even really be bothered with politics. I just want to make people happy. Yeah, lovely. What a nice, <laughs> what a nice ending. What a way to be. Lovely, Jess. Give your mummy a kiss. And, I will. Um, Thanks I'll so see much. Very Gabby. soon on Lots stage. Of love. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I did tell you there were many voices of Jess Robinson. So thank you, Jess, for being on the podcast. Coming up next week, the wonderful actor. Jimmy Akinbola. That Gabby Roslin podcast is proudly presented to you by Cameo Productions with music by Beth Macari. If you wouldn't mind, could you give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, and please leave a review? We read them all and love to see what you've got to say. See you next week. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.